0: Head over to MyDealsFortWayne.com and get your deal today.
1: For more than a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. In their car, at home, or on the job, more than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. AM radio is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, which keeps us safe in dangerous times. It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care, for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now.
2: Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option.
1: Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. Thank you! To learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. Live from
3: the Hoopie Insurance Services studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is a presentation of high school sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show. Learn more about the Hoopy Fieldhouse, now available to schedule practice times for your league or team at HoopyFieldhouse.com. Now here's your host, Justin Kenny.
4: Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. The sectional opening week of the High School Coaches Show. This is it, guys. Win in advance. Lose and you're done. Starting this week in classes one, two, three, and 4. And we'll talk plenty of sectional football tonight. Between now and 7 o'clock. We'll be joined here in just a couple seconds with our buddy Dan Vance from OutsideTheHuddle.net. Break down some of these games upcoming tomorrow night. A little later, we'll be joined by Josh Gerber, head football coach of the Norwell Knights. As his team preps for... It's sectional game coming up tomorrow night. And for a while, Norwell, an afterthought this season, struggle with injuries, a lot of turnover from that roster from the last couple of years, back-to-back wins to end the regular season for Norwell, including that 28 to 22 win at Columbia city last week. It surprised a lot of people. So we'll talk to coach Gerber about that game and how his team has really weathered the storm This season, battled through adversity, and will take on Delta at home tomorrow night. So we'll talk to Coach Gerber about that. Later on, closer to around 645 or so, we'll keep it in the Northeast 8. Talk to Jason Dorfler, head coach of the Leo Lions. His team prepping for a road game tomorrow night at Southside, 7 o'clock kickoff. Off Calhoun Street, as the Leo Lions, seven and two winners of five straight games, open its postseason against the Archers. So plenty to discuss between now and seven o'clock. And let's get to it with our first guest, our buddy from OTH, Mr. Dan Vance. Evening, buddy. Hey, how's it going? On? Not bad. And we oh, we we ended the regular season. If we look back, is there anything that stands out to you from where what we thought? To start the season to where we ended the regular season as, wow, this wasn't what I expected.
5: Um, you know, I think that for me, uh, Lures is probably going to be your, your bigger surprise when we looked at that B division uh, of the SAC. I think that initially the thought for a lot of people, if not everybody, uh, was the Northside was going to be the team that came out of that B division, um, you know, with, with Bronte Johnson and the athleticism they had. Um you know, to see how that division uh, shook up with Lures taking uh, the top spot and to share of the SAC title. And really Wayne's work. You know, Wayne's a team that finished fifth in the conference that we knew had potential. Um, but when you look at a rebuild like Wayne's been going through, potential doesn't mean anything uh, unless we actually see it work out. So, you know, Wayne going five and four. Outside of that, I, I can't say that it's a big shock how things shook out. Um, you know, the NEA, we knew it could be. Uh, uh, one of four teams probably winning that title. Turns out three of them got to share it, uh, so no surprise there. Snyder and Carroll at the top of the, the A division in the SAC. Adam Central ruling the ACAC. Uh, you know, Eastside, West Noble. I think that's the championships kind of shook out uh, a way that we, if we weren't a hundred percent sure that we kind of expected, uh, other than that B division in the SAC.
4: Everybody has an opinion, Dan, on how the SAC went with the divisions the first year, what were your impressions on what worked, what didn't
5: you know, really, I think the, the the clarity on things, and I think that that puts us in a better position going into next year. Um, you know, it's been talked about in the last week that even Carroll didn't understand that they didn't win part of that conference by having the same, you know, conference record of six and one as Snyder and Bishop Lewis, how ties are broken. Uh, the SAC has always been different with breaking ties there. It's not something that happens in the other area conferences. So, uh, clarity on exactly how it worked uh, was something we didn't get to see. I think helps us going into the next season, um, but you know, the, it the basics of it, what they wanted to do. Uh, I think that they accomplished in a way. Uh, I think that a lot of these teams are stronger for having to take some, some lumps or even get some hard wins early on in the season. And it built them for the rest of the season and the postseason. So I think that they accomplished that. Um, I just don't think it was a lot of clarity. I don't think it did many people. Uh, at all, knew exactly how uh, you win the conference, how the divisions broke down, the rules. Uh, so now that I think we have that clarity, I think that it's going to be uh, a little cleaner going forward, hopefully.
4: Dan Vance outside the Huddle.net, joining us here on the high school coaches show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Dan, let's talk about some of the games coming up tomorrow night, and we'll start in class 4A, sectional 19. And this is. A wide-open sectional when we talk about East Noble, Leo, and New Haven, the trifecta of any eight teams in there. You look at the top half, you look at Wayne, you look at Bishop DeWanger. DeKalb has been playing well of late. Angola all of a sudden with back-to-back wins. This is really a sectional that could go three, four, five different ways. What should we expect, and maybe who has the most difficult road based on the matchups coming up over the next three weeks?
5: Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the sectional where three of the four games tomorrow night are really intriguing games. Uh, You know, obviously, East Noble and New Haven. uh, I was there on the sideline the first time. Uh, Very intriguing. The fact that New Haven gets Mylon Graham back adds an element to that game. But also, what has New Haven learned from that loss to to East Noble? And, you know, East Noble's coming in um, winners of, of seven straight. So, how can you stop the East Noble run game? That game, when they played each other, was... Was not just about the fact that Mylon Graham was missing. Obviously, that always helps New Haven, but East Noble ran through that game until New Haven got a couple of late touchdowns. So, what does New Haven learn to stop that East Noble ground game and that attack? You know, the top half of that bracket is, I think, maybe more intriguing than the bottom half, even though we have some heavyweight matchups down there. Wayne is playing really good football. Uh, Bad week last week in the regular season. But they're sitting in five and four. Defensively, they've been incredibly good throughout the entire season. Um, you're looking at a team that Kamar Nelson has helped lead uh, defensively. He has 81 tackles and nine sacks. It's a team that has 16 interceptions um, and, and 13 different guys who have sacks you know, led by, by Nelson. So defensively, Wayne has been able to stop a lot of teams. They didn't stop Snyder last week. But a team like Bishop Dwinger that hasn't been on Snyder's level offensively, Wayne could feast with. And then you look at Angola and DeKalb, you know, they met in week one. DeKalb won that game. Angola now has, I believe, the third-longest winning streak, though, in this sectional behind East Noble and Leo winning two straight, holding Eastside to just three points last week, running all over Eastside. Uh, makes that one a really intriguing one. So it's a it's a tough sectional. I think that, obviously, we look at the three any eight schools as the favorites, but you have to look at the fact that I would say seven of the eight teams have a chance uh in this sectional um and so tomorrow night's going to be a really interesting one
4: Dan when you look at sectional 20 in class 4a let's zero in on Columbia City this was a team that started 5 and 0 and has lost four straight games none were surprising as surprising as that loss at home to Norwell last week can Columbia City find regain its mojo this is a a, a defending sectional champion and won a championship last year now the team that beat them in the regional Kokomo is now in their sectional field But can Columbia City find its way again? it will open with a familiar foe at Huntington North tomorrow night. But when you look at Mississinawa and Kokomo as the the relative favorites in this field, you have to look at Columbia City as not playing its best football at the right time. But if anything, has this past week allowed them to figure some things out?
5: Yeah, I think that, that, you know, that's the hope. And I think that they benefit – the fact that they get to play to-north opening week, um, I think that they still have a really tough road uh, beyond that. You know, when you look at this section, obviously, uh, Kokomo, um, you expect them to be in the championship game, but it's not as easy to just get by to get to the Kokomo in the championship. That mississippi game lingering uh, likely in week two, unless Western pulls an upset. mississippi a team not talked about much, but they're sitting in 9-0. and uh, Nolan Quarter, their quarterback, has had an amazing year, uh, just one interception thrown. They have a big-time Division I lineman in Jackson Ott. And, and Mississippi Center was a really tough team. So Columbia City has kind of a gauntlet to get uh, a sectional championship. So that draw and getting a one-win Huntington North team this week that they've beaten, I think it's huge for them because you just need a confidence booster at this point. You've taken those lumps. Last week was one that you didn't expect to take against Norwell. So, Columbia City just uh is going to be a team that's looking to bounce back mentally. Uh you can do a lot in practices and you can do a lot to pump teams up for the postseason, but to get back, you know, with a win on the scoreboard, uh you can't underrate how huge that will be for Columbia City if they can get another one over Huntington North.
4: Dan Heritage has won all of one sectional game since 2014. They enter sectional 27 as the proverbial favorite. Favorite in that field. Can Heritage put together three solid weeks, get three wins, and win its first sectional title in quite some time?
5: Yeah, I mean, they have to be the favorite in that one. Uh, a favorable uh, look in those first couple of weeks. You get a familiar foe in Woodland, uh, a conference opponent, and then you look at a possible semifinal against Belmont or Garrett. They have to be the favorites. Uh, in those games. And then even when you're looking at a, a possible, obviously we're going to expect them. Delta is definitely the best team on the top, um, a, a pretty solid team, though they uh, ended the regular season with some struggles and, and lost three straight times. Heritage is rolling right now. I mean, they're 8-1. and one. They're one of those teams in the area where I think that you consider them kind of underrated because we're like, hey, Heritage could be good, and they got thrashed by Adam Central. Uh, and so I think some of the attention just went away from them uh, for whatever reason it is. Uh, but they're an 8-1 team. They're very, very good. Caleb Abbott has had a tremendous second half of the season. He was really good in the Adams Central game, was probably their best player in that game, uh, and then really took off from there. And then when you have a threat like Kobe Meyer, who can run the ball and throw the ball like he does and has throughout the year, uh, I think Heritage has got to be the heavy favorite. in a sectional that's not very loaded. Uh, but there's some, some sneaky teams that could come back and get you. You know, you've got to be focused on a Garrett team, who has some good wins this year, and of course on Delta.
4: Dan, looking at class 2A and sectional 20, or excuse me, 3A, let's talk about sectional 26 with West Noble. So many people up in Ligonier and company looking at West Noble as a team that could potentially make a run undefeated in the regular season. But you look at Knox sitting there and then Mishawaka Marion, a team that comes to West Noble tomorrow night and plays. West Noble has been very, very good this year. I don't want to take anything away from them. But when you look at the schedule that Mishawaka Marion has played, and even the teams that Knox has played in their undefeated run. Um, is it possible for West Noble to win its first ever sectional championship? Or is this going to be a, a season in which you remember the regular season, but remember a team that fell short in the playoffs?
5: Yeah, you know, I like West Noble's diversity on offense. You know, Seth Pruitt is, is a power back. He is, you know, accounted for 24 touchdowns this year. But then Drew Yates and his ability to move in the pocket well, to make reads, uh, to take off when he needs to, to move the ball through the air when that's possible. I think Drew Yates has kind of become the the X factor for this team going up against the Mishawaka Marion team. That uh, their offense has been inconsistent at times. So I think that what you have to look at that is it, which defense is going to show up most. Can Mishawaka Marion stop that run game for West Noble that no one else has been able to stop, uh, and can West Noble throw? Mission Marion's offense uh, off. You know Brian Osman has run for almost 900 yards uh, for Mission Marion. so it's kind of a similar tone on there. Though you know Knox does sit at nine and zero, and have had a uh, you know kind of a, a strong run through the Ouachita North Conference. Good win over Laville in Week Six. Um, that's a tough team in there, and I wouldn't count Fairfield out just yet. You know at the top there, that uh, you've got to be arguably the favorite. You know Glenn's solid up top. Uh, in that bracket as well, but Fairfield's had a solid year. Uh, they've had some injuries. They're getting healthy again. So I would say that, that West Noble, to me, uh, if you get by Mishawaka Marion, I'm a lot more confident against Knox, the other 9 0 team. Uh, if Knox is there, you also have 6 3 Lakeland. So the bottom half of that sectional is, is incredibly strong. So uh, we're going to find out very quickly if West Noble is the real deal because they're going to have two hard games to even get to a sectional final.
4: Dan, looking at sectional 36 and Bluffton, talk about a team that right off the bat has a challenge, has to go to Alexandria, an eight-win team tomorrow night. When you look at this field and you see eight-win Alexandria, seven-win Bluffton, six-win Eastbrook, seven-win Eastern, is does this go through the central Indiana part of, of the sectional, or could Bluffton come in and make it two straight in terms of sectional championships?
5: Yeah, I think Bluffton has a really good opportunity uh, in this section. Obviously, like you said, maybe the biggest challenge uh, is week one against Alexandria, um, but they, they are a team that has been able to constantly evolve and improve. You know, when Kamel Moore went down in the preseason, he wasn't in the lineup. Tucker Jenkins uh, was strong. Cooper Craig came in as a freshman uh, and made some really great plays offensively for them, and now they have Kamel Moore back, and he doesn't look like he's missed a beat. From what we expected him to be this year as a running back. And it's allowed Cooper Craig to do some different things. Uh, it's allowed Tucker Jenkins to do some different things. So Bluffton's adjusted and rolled with the punches really well. Alexandria is a team that uh, has been incredibly strong. You know, they have a 12 point loss to the Mississippi team we talked about uh, a little bit ago. Um, they have a sophomore who's thrown for 1,400 yards, they have a 1,000 yard rusher. And uh, that 1,000-yard rusher, Carson Cuneo, is also big on defense, has 97 tackles. Uh, They're a team that gets in there, hits hard. And so that's what Bluffton's going to have to do when we look at tomorrow night, protect the ball. Um, 11 fumble recoveries for Alexandria, part of their 17 takeaways this year. They hit guys hard. uh, And so when you look at a game that's probably going to be played on some slippery surfaces, likely some rain in the forecast, Uh, Bluffton's just going to take care of the ball because we know they want to pound it on the ground. Uh, And if Kamel Moore can continue to play the way he's been playing, Bluffton's going to be a tough matchup for anybody in that sectional.
4: Dan, real quick, before we let you go, Class 1A, we get the Adams County matchup tomorrow night, South Adams and Adams Central. When you look at this sectional, it plays pretty favorably with AC. And looking in the the northern half of the state in Class 1A, there's a couple undefeated teams. You look at Park Tudor, you look at North White. But you've seen Adams Central this season in terms of what you've seen and what you've heard, is this an Adam Central team that will begin its run that uh, should end with another trip to Lucas Oil Stadium come Thanksgiving?
5: Absolutely. I mean, and I think it's, it's kind of uh, no argument there. Not many people who have seen Adam Central play are going to have that argument or should. Uh, they're just really diverse in what they can do. Uh, a team that will pound the ball on the ground until they don't have to anymore. And then once they don't have, you know, once they can't, if somebody actually gets a stop, Jack Hamilton's been able to show that he can just put the ball uh, wherever he wants. When he throws, he doesn't throw it a lot. Uh, And then defensively, you know, they're giving up five points a game uh, on average this season. Uh, Blackhawk Christian's the only team that's gotten past uh, into double-digit points. They have the second-best defensive average in the state. Uh, They're just a tough team everywhere, uh, and it's going to be really hard for anybody in the north half of the state to challenge Adam Central. So, yeah, I mean, you you always – warned against looking ahead, but right now it looks like Adam Central could be going to the state finals for the third straight year.
4: All right, Dan, last question for you, and it doesn't really directly apply to, to basketball, but you look at it when the sectional draw comes out and you get a bye to Friday and how you handle that. Now you look at classes 5A and 6A. Majority of those teams have a bye for one week. Northside has it for two weeks. How do you approach that? Because I'm sure in basketball, it feels like forever for being done, especially if you don't play right up to the end of the week before regular season. It can be a long time to wait till Friday to play in those semis in the sectional. It's a long time to wait a couple weeks for these 5A and 6A teams. What's the most important thing as a coach that you're focusing on to try to keep your guys, I'm sure, sharp, but also fresh?
5: Well, I think that you just have to practice, uh, and hopefully they did all week this week for the team they're going to play next Friday. Uh, you, it's, it's just two weeks of it, but you play, you practice like you're going to play on Friday. Um, and I think that's something that is important to me that I think would add value when you look at basketball sectionals. Those teams who are going to play Friday who got the bye often are scouting on Tuesday, and they're scouting to see stuff about their opponents. But also at the same time, I think what's important about that is those basketball players who are playing on a Friday in a sectional get to see the teams that lose on Tuesday, and they get to see the heartbreak and the frustration and the season's end. And I think that's a motivator, too. If I was one of these coaches in 5 or 6A, I'm having my guys go to a game in 4A or 3A locally tomorrow night and watch and say, hey, you don't want to feel that way next Friday night. Uh, you know, find any other way you can to add extra motivators. I, I think that's the, the important thing for those teams, you know, as they have this extra week to prepare.
4: All right, Dan, always a pleasure, buddy. I will see you out at uh, New Haven High School tomorrow night. Hopefully the rain will go away before we're out there.
5: Absolutely. We'll see you then.
4: All right, buddy. That was Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us as he does each and every week here on the High School Coaches Show. We're going to take a break, come back, and we'll talk a little bit about the matchups in more detail when we come back about how you balance showing too much. And showing not enough in the regular season, particularly when it pertains to New Haven and East Noble and the other rematches you get in the playoffs. We'll talk about that. Also, Josh Gerber, head coach of the Norwell Knights, and Jason Dorfler, head coach of the Leo Lions, also ahead before the 7 o'clock hour here on the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
6: Many of you are aware of Hoopie Insurance Service's loyalty and support for local sports and youth leagues. But did you realize the Hoopy commitment to sports includes a turfed indoor practice facility tucked away off Stellhorn Road between Maplecrest and Lehmire is the Hoopy Fieldhouse. A great facility for indoor practices when Mother Nature is having a bad day. With 6,500 square feet of artificial surface, it's perfect for baseball, softball, soccer and football. For a team, a league or even a small group, the Hoopie Fieldhouse is available at just $50 an hour. Pitching, fielding, hitting, and it's the ideal spot when you can't take a chance on the weather, like tryouts or pregame prep. Youth football, little leagues, youth soccer. The Hoopy Fieldhouse can be your indoor practice home. Join now at just $50 an hour and get your times booked before it's too late. The Hoopy Fieldhouse, owned and managed by Hoopy Insurance Services. Get info and book times at HoopyFieldhouse.com. That's Hoopy H-U-P-E. Fieldhouse. Fieldhouse.com. Save on your next project with 11% off everything at Menards. Update your home's exterior with new gutters. Gutters are essential for controlling rainwater runoff from your roof. Aluminum gutters are in stock in white, brown, or black. To accent your home's exterior,
0: only $10.99 after 11% rebate right now at
6: Menards. Good through October
0: 22nd. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save
2: big money at Menards. when it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first it felt like our quince's the same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought
0: to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Many veterans in active-duty military have invisible wounds like PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. Help Heal Veterans offers them medicine that doesn't come in a bottle by providing free therapeutic craft kits, time-tested healing tools for invisible wounds that can help relieve pain and improve mobility and fine motor skills. HealVets.org, healing the invisible wounds of war through creativity. HealVets.org, sponsored by Help Heal Veterans.
2: Why take a chance? Why risk a mistake? Why say something? We all have reasons why we choose to ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right. The word why can either paralyze us or empower us to stand up and protect what we love. So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my family.
1: I see safe for my friends.
2: I see say for my students. We see say for each other.
7: I see say because all of
2: this matters.
1: We all have something worth protecting, a why that unifies this community we're all a part of. So protect your
8: everyday.
2: Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something.
3: This is the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
4: Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. I'm Justin Kenny. We're here talking Week 10, opening ah, weekend. Wrapped up and uh, in a ride. The you future of Joy Payment Relief is money. here. It's, it's QC Kinetics. Sorry about that. Push the wrong button. Uh, welcome back to the High School Coaches Show Week 10 of the high school football season talking sectional football here on 1380 the fan 100.9 fm just a little bit coach josh gerber norwell knights will join us we'll also be joined by jason dorfler head coach of the leo lions a little bit later in the show but I wanted to talk about one of those we talk about leo they're taking on the Southside tomorrow night on the road at archers field and the other matchup opposite of that game at the bottom half of sectional 19 is East Noble and New Haven. They played each other two weeks ago, and East Noble was able to win that game 31-21. And it's very fascinating. Every coach is different, and every situation is different on how you approach these rematches. Decal-Bangola. they played way back in August, week one, but it is a rematch columbia city huntington north is a rematch to any eight teams right so when you look heritage and woodland okay is a rematch from the regular season so when you look at the second time around south adams adam central even is you're in danger of overthinking things a bit too much as a coach what do you do do you Enter the second game against the same opponent with the exact same game plan. Of course, you can't do that. But how much do you change it, especially if you won that first game? So let's take East Noble, for example. Really were able to dominate that game up front in the trenches. Set the tone, ran it down New Haven's throat, mixed in some pass to keep the defense honest, limited New Haven's offense until late, and won the game. Now, East Noble's not going to continue completely go away from what they did in that game. That's not East Noble's M.O. They're not going to come out, spread it out, go five wide, and pass the first eight plays of the game. They're going to try to establish that run once again. But how much do you change things? Because you have to anticipate, well, New Haven's not going to do the same thing because they lost the game. So how much do you change? Then conversely, you look at New Haven, and maybe maybe – The best possible thing that could have happened in New Haven is losing that game two weeks ago. If they came into this game undefeated, sole champions of the NEA, had already beaten East Noble, where do you think the mindset is with with some of those kids? Oh, we're going to roll over East Noble again. Now, you get the Knights at home. That first matchup was in Kendallville. You have the recent reminder that East Noble beat you, and that can be incentive. And then New Haven feels like, okay, we have to make some changes. Let's do what we need to do to win this game. It is just very, very interesting on how a team has to approach that second game against a common opponent, against the same team. And what you change, what you don't change, what you try to not overthink when you're trying to get in the head of the opposing coach, what is he going to do? What is he going to change? It's very much a chess match. And for some of these big matchups tomorrow night, East Noble and New New Haven, how much do you change things? How much do you do the same thing? How much do you rely on what got you here? Seven wins for East Noble, eight wins for New Haven, as opposed to what you need to change. It'll be a very interesting storyline to watch with some of these matchups not just this week but going forward as we have more rematches but when you look at particular that east noble new haven game where they played two weeks ago and now they're playing luke amstutz and coach kyle buber approach tomorrow night that will also be the 1380 game of the week tomorrow night east noble knights new haven bulldogs it will be the sports rush from four to six then we will have the parkview sports medicine high school football tailgate pregame show from six to seven leading into kickoff at New Haven between the Bulldogs and the Knights. And, of course, the postgame show from Pizza Hut will lead you up to 11 o'clock tomorrow night. All the scores, analysis, interviews to take you through week 10 of the high school football season, the first week of sectional play. Going to take a break. When we come back, Coach Josh Gerber, Norwell Knights will join us You are listening to the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The
7: future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. This is amazing stuff. Hey, it's Caleb Hatch. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem, using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, your hips, your shoulder, your back, with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. Listen, life is about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call the local medical professionals and get a free consultation today. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383.
2: When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing. Or your daughter's first birthday party. You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like herkinses. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit. And make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov plan.
3: Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection as well as news information and, yes, opinion. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, well, this free emergency service might be your only lifeline. Now text AM to the number 52886. Text AM to 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today.
6: Many of you are aware of Hoopie Insurance Service's loyalty and support for local sports and youth leagues. But did you realize the Hoopie commitment to sports includes a turfed indoor practice facility. Tucked away off Stellhorn Road between Maplecrest and Lehmire is the Hoopy Fieldhouse. A great facility for indoor practices when Mother Nature is having a bad day. With 6,500 square feet of artificial surface, it's perfect for baseball, softball, soccer, and football. For a team, a league, or even a small group, the Hoopie Fieldhouse is available at just $50 an hour. Pitching, fielding, hitting. And it's the ideal spot when you can't take a chance on the weather, like tryouts or pregame prep, youth football, little leagues, youth soccer. The Hoopy Fieldhouse can be your indoor practice home. Join now at just $50 an hour and get your times booked before it's too late. The Hoopy Fieldhouse, owned and managed by Hoopy Insurance Services. Get info and book times at HoopyFieldhouse.com. That's Hoopy, H U P E, Fieldhouse.com.
3: You are listening to to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380
4: The Fan and 100.9 FM Welcome back everybody to the sectional preview edition of the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse week 10 of the football season week 1 of the playoffs is upon us week classes 1 2 3 4 get started tomorrow night throughout the state of Indiana the playoffs begin, win, and move on, lose, and go home. We'll talk to Coach Jason Dorfler of the Leo Lions in just a little bit. But right now, we'll stick with the NE8, talk some Norwell Knights football with head coach Josh Gerber. Evening, Coach. Evening. Coach, it's been a, uh, a interesting couple weeks for you. guys. has an interesting season for you as well. But take us through last week, and it just felt like, for innumerable reasons, just a big win for your guys. Uh, you look at, at last year. Uh, falling to Columbia City late in, in the regular season. And, and I know you had a lot of new guys, but that had to feel special not only for that, but to get a really big win to close out the regular season.
8: Yeah, you know, we the injury bug hit us pretty hard early in the season. And, uh, it, it, you know, the kids have done a really good job battling through it and, and sticking with it and starting to get a little bit healthier here as the tournament uh, approaches. And, you know, it's nice to see the kids rewarded for their hard work by picking up a really nice win against a good Columbia City team.
4: What went into to really going into Columbia City last week and getting that dub?
8: I think the, the you know first and foremost just the belief that the kids could do it. I, you know, it's in a year when we were two, sitting two and six. Uh, it's easy to doubt yourself or maybe to think that you can't get it done. And you know, and and I've seen teams and been a of teams where they start uh, thinking about packing it uh, you know packing it up and moving on to whatever's next. And just proud of our kids for the way that they've uh, they've hung with things and and battled through some adversity. And, haven't given up, given up on themselves or on our season
4: coach help folks uh that are listening to understand that adversity because it seems like anything that could go wrong did go wrong in the injury department not even during the season even before the season began
8: yeah uh we lost an all-state player Cade shelton uh he had some surgery this uh this summer we didn't have him for down this year <laughs> that's a that's a tough loss two-time all-conference performer a uh, junior all-state kid last year you know and we knew going in the year we were going to have him and then uh we lost uh, Alex Fordick, starting linebacker and backup quarterback in uh, the first quarter of the first game. And, uh, and you know, usually you think, okay, you can replace that, but then when your starting quarterback goes down in game two, it uh, makes it a little bit diff- uh, more difficult. And moved on to Caden Castle, sophomore kid who uh, who filled in admirably in the Delta game. Uh, he'd had emergency appendectomy about uh, two weeks prior to uh, to playing against Delta, so. It was a bit of a whirlwind. Quarterback room was one I don't think anybody wanted to be a part of for, <laughs> for a while. They, we were we were burning through them faster than we can train them up. But, uh, you know, Drew's back. And, you know, he's a little bit limited still with what he can do. But uh, it's good to have had him back out there. And, and Caden's grown. And, and uh, you know, he's right there if we need him. Uh, unfortunately for Alex, his season's over. Um, but, you know, we, we've got three guys we like. And just, uh, you know, it's been good to see them all grow as, as the seasons went on.
4: How tough is it when you lose some of those guys, especially guys you're relying on counting on with with coming back, because you lost so much to graduation, and you you lose those guys, and you have to thrust uh, underclassmen and new players to the varsity scene into big roles, and long term, that can pay off, but I'm sure in the short term, you're like, man, this is not the situation we wanted to find ourselves in.
8: No, that's absolutely correct. You know, like, yeah, if you think of long term, and you think of maybe two years from now, maybe, you know, it it, it could be a really good thing, but. I think as coaches, we owe it to every group that we have come through to, to give it our best. And, and you want the best for each group. We're never going to give up on a season or a group of kids. And, and um, you know, so, you know, I with, 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 really just wanted to have our, our ideal lineup out there. And we really haven't had that until about two weeks ago. North, We finally got what we thought was going to be our starting lineup, uh, you know, minus Cade Shelton. But um, just um, – you know, it's good to have those guys back. It's, uh, it's good to have them moving forward, and uh, hopefully we can do a little damage and uh, make a little bit of noise in the tournament.
4: Coach, when you look at it, it's always easy to, to be part of a team when you're winning a lot. In the last three years, you guys had double-digit victories, but when you go through a season, a regular season like this, where there's some adversity and challenges, and you, sometimes you can learn more about your team during seasons like this. Did you, did you see what you wanted to see from this group when they were struggling and how they answered that adversity
8: yeah i think so i mean i mean ideally you want i mean hopefully that you know football is more than just football right like we want these kids to learn life lessons that things are going to help them you know as they as they leave our program And we see ourselves as a as a you know as a stepping stone to help them to, to become better men and and um, you know and I, I hope that they've learned some things about the process about sometimes things aren't going to go your way but if you keep fighting and keep you know, keep clawing scratch and scratching. You can you can flip things and make things better, and and uh, and that's what we've asked out of them this year. It's you know, it hasn't been ideal by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, their work ethic is shine through. Their uh, their willingness to, to to push and to be challenged and to take on more of a role than they've ever had before, or you know that that uh, you know that's always good. And you know, for some guys, the season just didn't go the way they wanted, and uh, and that's always unfortunate. And you feel bad for those kids who didn't get the, didn't get their opportunity. They have waited so long with a, with a couple of good groups in front of them, and, and then injuries kind of nipped them. And and you feel for those kids because they put into work to prepare themselves for the season. But you know you, you do learn a lot about the, the character of a kid, and and you learn a lot about uh, kind of the the culture of a team. And you know coming through it now as we as we you know we get into postseason play, we're pretty pleased with uh, with what we saw. Um, way the kids stuck with it and, and kept grinding and kept getting a little bit better every week.
4: Coach Josh Gerber Noel Knights joining us here on the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Coach, you get a familiar foe in Delta coming to your place. You went to Delta in week two. What's different about your team other than maybe being a little bit healthier this time around, but also the dangers or familiarity too of playing a team you already played once this season?
8: You know, we, we talked to the kids, uh, you know, all uh, you know, all week and about uh, the opportunity for some redemption. We thought that was maybe a game that we could win or, or should have won and we'd let it get away from us. You know, the injuries hit and, and, and things turned pretty quickly there, uh, down at their place. But uh, we told them the story of our 2014 team. Um, we finished the season three and six. We got beat by Columbia City in week nine. I ended up playing them in a sectional championship game and won the sectional that year. And just talk about just the opportunity to uh, – it's not often in life that you get a second chance – uh, and, and, we've got that this week, you know, we feel like we should have got that game the first time and, and we've got a chance to, to, prove to ourselves and some other people that, uh, that we let one get away.
4: You don't want to look ahead of course, cause that's not just what coaches do, but I, I kind of look at this team and the amount of, of youth that have gotten playing time. And I look at some of your early seasons and, and when you took over for coach Miller and you had a lot of young guys that it paid off, got to 2020 and 2021, and it paid off. I mean, I'm sure in the moment right now you're not thinking about that, but I guess going forward, is it going to be a valuable year for a lot of guys that got a lot of big playing time being young?
8: No, I hope so, you know, and and you, and you hope that it's a valuable year for the even the guys that are graduating. You want it to be something positive that they can hang their hat on as they uh, – as they leave the program and, and we, we want it to be something that, um, you know, hopefully, the, you know, that we gain some experience and we learn that uh, maybe how we uh, don't want things to go in the future and uh, it continues with our work and preparation. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of young guys who gain a lot of valuable experience and then hopefully that'll pay off for us in the future.
4: In terms of the challenges that uh, Delta presents tomorrow night, what do you guys need to be ready for?
8: You know what? They throw the ball. They throw the ball pretty well. Um, got some guys out on the edge who are who are good receivers. We're gonna have to cover them up uh, and, and limit their big plays. Uh, they're gonna stick to their five-two defense. You, you watch them. You know they play New Pal and Greenfield Central in the games we have, and and they're gonna play their five-two. They're gonna do what they do, and they're gonna do it really, really well. Um, you know, they're not. Uh, they're pretty fearless team. They're not trying to hide who they are or what they do. They're gonna try to get the the ball to their playmakers in space. Um, and defensively, they're going to lie up in their 5-2 in place of football. Um, you know, we just got to be disciplined. I mean, they're going to be a disciplined team. We've got to be disciplined. We need to take care of the football limit, their big plays. And if we can do those things, we'll have a chance in the end.
4: Coach, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on a great ending to the regular season, and hopefully it continues into the playoffs.
8: Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate it.
4: That was Coach Josh Gerber, Norwell Knights, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show coming up after the break. Coach Jason Dorfler, Leo Lyons, we'll talk about his team entering the playoffs. They go to Southside tomorrow night. We'll talk about that game and more when we come back here on a Week 10 edition of the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
6: Many of you are aware of Hoopy Insurance Services' loyalty and support for local sports and youth leagues. But did you realize the Hoopy commitment to sports includes a turfed indoor practice facility? Tucked away off Stellhorn Road between Maplecrest and Lehmire is the Hoopy Fieldhouse, a great facility for indoor practices when Mother Nature is having a bad day. With 6,500 square feet of artificial surface, it's perfect for baseball, softball, soccer, and football. For a team, a league, or even a small group, the Hoopy Fieldhouse is available at just $50 an hour. Pitching, fielding, hitting, and it's the ideal spot when you can't take a chance on the weather, like tryouts or pre-game prep. Youth football, little leagues, youth soccer, the Hoopy Fieldhouse can be your indoor practice home. Too late. The Hoopy Fieldhouse, owned and managed by Hoopy Insurance Services. Get info and book times at hoopyfieldhouse.com. That's hoopy h u p e fieldhouse.com. For
0: one week only, it's the Master Spas October Fall Blowout Sale. During the sale, all chemicals and filters are buy one, get one half off. Save on swim spas, saunas, and the new cold tub. Hot tub covers are up to 20% off. Blemish hot tubs are also available. Special financing available for qualified buyers. At Master Spas, you can get a gift the entire family will enjoy all year long. Fort Wayne-based Master Spas is recognized across the industry for quality and innovation. Master Spas are 100% made in the USA and built right here in Fort Wayne. Master Spas treats their customers like family. We always give you the best service, the best prices, and the best products. Visit masterspas.com or call 459-7727 for more information. The fall blowout sale is one week only. Sale ends Saturday, October 21st. Come out to the Master Spas October fall blowout sale at the Factory Showroom on Lincoln Parkway and the North Showroom located at DuPont Road and I-69. Master Spas, save thousands.
8: Attention homeowners. Are you tired of paying too much on your energy bills? Over 90% of homes probably need more insulation. It's time you discover Koala Insulation, a premier insulation contractor serving over 200 cities. Koala's team can give you a free insulation evaluation, and there's no obligation. And then start saving money for years to come. It's one of the best home improvement return on investments you can make. So be sure to go online and book your appointment for a free insulation evaluation
1: not completing
0: high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing i came out in the 11th grade nobody was embracing you the kids were cruel it was very difficult to be gay Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone.
1: At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma.
0: I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model.
1: If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
3: The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's, your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning Dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957 serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning Dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331.
4: Caleb and Kenny in the morning. The texter preface it by saying I hate Notre Dame. Immediately to me, I can't put any stock into it. Because you're always looking for the negative for Notre Dame. Notre Dame just beat a top 10 team by 28 points and made the reigning Heisman Trophy winner look bad.
7: Here's the other thing. Marcus Freeman's a likable dude. Even people don't like Notre Dame. Yeah, okay. like Marcus Freeman? Freeman. (laughs) I can
4: see not liking Brian Like What has Marcus Freeman done for anybody to not like him? Caleb
3: and Kenny, mornings at 7. Welcome back to the Hoopie Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and
4: 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody. Justin Kenny here talking area high school football. Coming up tomorrow night, it'll be an NAA NEH showdown in New Haven. East Noble Knights will take on the New Haven Bulldogs rematch from a couple weeks ago in Kendallville. Those two teams will... Face-off again for the second time in three weeks. While those two teams battle, Leo, conference mate Leo, will head into Fort Wayne to take on the Southside Archers. To talk about that and more, head coach of the Leo Lions, Mr. Jason Dorfler joins us right now. Evening, coach. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And, um, coach, in terms of how you guys ended the season, every coach says we want to be playing our best football heading into week 10. Do you feel right now five game winning streak uh, that your team right now is playing its best football of the season
9: Uh, i i think with confidence we can say that we got better as the year went on um you know there's still some areas that we feel like we can improve upon and and build on but uh for the most part um you know we we did get better as the season progressed and that's what every coach wants to see um you know uh, to be quite honest, I think we still have a, a little room uh, for growth, and uh, we'd like to see that here tomorrow night and then hopefully moving forward.
4: Just A coach that's never satisfied. <laughs> I, I mean, that goes with I the guess territory, you, right? I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of, of what's worked over the last five weeks, in particular, five-game winning streak, where have you guys, in your mind, felt we got appreciably better in the second half of the season? Yeah,
9: I mean... Really, ever since our, our game against New Haven uh, in Week 4, we've played outstanding defense. Um, you know, we we felt going into the year that we we had a pretty good group on defense, and, and it's really kind of clicked here the last part of the season. And, um, you know, we, we have a very good defensive front. Um, the linebackers have played outstanding, and, and then we got some guys in the back end that uh, are very, very good in uh, both man coverage and, and zone coverage. So, uh, we put a lot of pressure on opposing offenses, and it's, uh, you know, we've been able to turn some, some teams over and prevent, or I'm sorry, uh, present us or our offense with some short fields. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a, a very good thing to see. You know, defense, you know, they say, you know, rarely slumps and, and this or that. And, I mean, defense travels and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, it, we've been happy with our defense um hopefully we can keep it keep it rolling tomorrow
4: when you're able to and you mentioned that defensive front get consistent pressure up front and and Brock Shot is kind of the headliner but it's a whole cadre of dudes up front when you're able to do that with that front line what kind of advantages that is that particularly on the back end when you're not having to bring extra pressure on opposing offenses
9: yeah i mean we have two very big defensive tackles that oftentimes Um, Require double teams. So it frees up our linebackers a little bit to make plays. Uh, We got, you know, Brock coming off the edge along with uh, uh, senior Charlie Schild does a good job at at the other defensive end. And, um, you know, like you mentioned, they're able to put great pressure on the quarterback, um, which allows some guys on the back end to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, They know they don't have to cover uh, dudes back there for, you know, seven, eight seconds. The ball's going to be out quick. So, um, they can they can play with a little bit more ag- aggressiveness uh, and aggressive nature and, and um, you know feel feel the freedom to make plays back there.
4: In terms of, of offensively and and I think over the last couple of years we've seen Kyler Decker continue to develop and his ability to protect the football I think is his greatest improvement from previous seasons heading into this year. How important has it been for Kyler to play and lead? Like a senior this season.
9: Yeah, I mean, he last year he started for, uh, 12 games, so you know that's experience that uh, you can't really match. And um, you know, most most guys that play that position, you know, after a year under your, your belt, you know, you can kind of sense that the game is slowing down a little bit, or you're you're seeing things, you're anticipating things a little bit more. Um, he's done that. And, and like you mentioned, um, just taking care of the football. Um, we have, uh, some very dynamic guys on offense that, uh, we just need to get them the ball. And, um, you know, at the, at the, on the other side of that, uh, we have a good defense, so we don't need to force things, um, you know, kind of let the game come, come as it, as it's coming and, and, uh, make the right decision and, um, you know, don't have to. Try to be a hero every every snap. Uh, Take what the defense gives you. And and, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes punting is an okay play, especially in the postseason when the weather, um, you know, starts to turn a little bit and uh, games are a little bit more low scoring and so on and so forth. So uh, he's grasping all those things and, and he's done a great job all year.
4: Coach, when it comes down to execution in the playoffs and what it comes down to, I want to talk about special teams because we, we continuously almost ignored it. And I know coaches don't, but once you get into the playoffs and every play is magnified and, and just when it comes down, do you put extra effort into special teams once you get into the playoffs or is it something where you keep it a constant throughout the season and just make it, yes, that third aspect of the game that often gets overlooked?
9: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, we, we have done a good job for the most part on special teams, and, and uh, we do spend a lot of time, as, as a lot of programs do, uh, on special teams. Now, with um, the postseason and, and a lot less distractions, I, and when I say distractions, I'm talking they're not distractions, but a lot less going on. Uh, in terms of lower-level games, whether it be a JV game or a freshman game, and, um, you know, half the JV guys are are getting on a bus to travel somewhere. Uh, It allows uh, teams a little bit more time to focus in on those special teams and really um, make sure that they're dialed in to to what they need to be Uh, because you're right, you mentioned that being the difference. I mean, um, you know, Field position, especially as the weather turns, is, is a huge component of the game. And um, the easiest way to, to flip field position or change the momentum of a game is a big play on special teams. So uh, there's, there's with, without a doubt, uh, an emphasis placed on special teams, maybe a little bit more as uh, you get your whole team together and you get a little bit more time to, to practice in the postseason.
4: Keeping it with special teams. Do you react like me anytime uh, a team kicks to Caden Hurst, and I'm muttering under <laughs> under my breath, "What are you doing?" Because that doesn't uh, seem like a recipe of success whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I I get
9: very excited. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably the opposite. But uh, no, he he's uh, he's a tremendous weapon back there, and, and you know just the fact that he is back there, um, you know, we've gotten great field position all year because teams are going or have employed, you know, some squib kicks, some sky kicks. Uh, a couple teams have tried to onside it. Um, so, you know, and we spend a, quite a bit of time uh, practicing against those types of kicks. And, um, you know, for example, a team sky kicks it, we're going to get the ball on the 40-yard line. And um, that's that's a great return, you know, and uh, we'll take the ball on the 40-yard line every time, as most coaches would. So, um, you know, he's a tremendous weapon, and, you um, you know, we we hope they kick it deep, but if they don't, we got to be ready for, for whatever.
4: Coach, you get to uh, to open the postseason tomorrow night uh, against Southside. It's a young team. Uh, sometimes it doesn't know any better that it's a young team and will go out and just play carefree, and that's what you kind of have to guard against. So, in terms of preparing for this game, what has been the focus?
9: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, anything can happen. And, uh, you know, we, we mentioned that this is really the start of the second season, and, and in Indiana, I mean, the regular season, as much as we care about it and we are very passionate about winning games and so on and so forth, it, it really means nothing uh, at the end of the day. So, you know, it's a blind draw. You don't, you don't get any adv- advantage uh, by having a better record or, or a better regular season. So, um, you know, there, there are, we counted, 20 seniors. Um, you know, I know they're playing a lot of young guys at key positions, but there are 20 seniors still on South roster and they, they don't want their, their football season or football career to end. So uh, we fully expect that they're going to be ready to play. They're going to be excited to play someone that, um, you know, they don't, we don't normally match up with uh, even though we did play last year. Um, and, and, you know, one thing that we mentioned to our guys is in 2016 uh, Leo like Southside is identical situation Uh, seven and two Leo versus one and eight Southside Southside won the game 33 to nine. So um, we'll be ready to go. We're focused on, on Southside and uh, it'll be, it'll be good one tomorrow night.
4: Looking forward to it coach. I appreciate it. I know you got a lot to do between now and tomorrow. So thanks for the time and good luck tomorrow night at Southside.
9: All right. Thank you. I appreciate it.
4: That was Jason Dorfler, head coach of the Leo Lions, his team, 7-2. And, and, yeah, I remember 2016, I didn't realize they had identical records. So if you go back to 2016, Leo ends the season, regular season, 7-2. They beat Columbia City, DeKalb. One thing, this will be a, a subject for another day, but the N E A, can we mix up the schedule a little bit, please? It's, it's been the same thing for, like, seemingly 20 years. Anyway, Leo... Comes into the, the postseason seven and two. They open up at Southside, a one win Southside team, and they get absolutely trounced, thirty three to nine. Southside would end up losing to New Haven the week after, but feels like ancient history. I'm sure around Leo, but very very interesting with the-
1: podcasts by Federated Media.